0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: The Unholy Trinity Podcast: Three Blues, Three Opinions, One Everton Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode five of the Unholy Trinity, where this week. We're going to be going through that abomination against Newcastle United last weekend. There's his corner. Keane heads away. Back into the penalty area. Here's Rondon. And it cut in. The flag stays down. And Ayosi Perez has done it again for Newcastle. We're going to take a look at our huge defensive frailties. For oh, the first time from Harry Kane, Jordan Tickford's coming outside of his penalty area. He's got a confused there with Kurt Zuber and Everton pay the price a communication problem and Son is able to put the ball into an almost unguarded empty net I'm going to look forward to Sunday's game against Ross Barkley's Chelsea Now Smith. a score to get away from that and then get the Everton and off he looking Think back, St. James's Park last Saturday, walk in the park for the first 45, second 45, totally different story. We fell apart, we capitulated yet again. What are your thoughts on that? Uh,
2: if I'm honest, you just you just nailed it there. I think first off I thought we played well. Arguably some of the best footy we've played since the first part of the season. Um I thought we scored two really good goals. Uh, I really liked the first goal in particular, the header with Calvador. I thought it was a great move. Um, and, you know, Newcastle have built. Have been on form recently as well. You know, they've won four on the bounce at home, beating City. They don't concede many. I think this, they've only conceded more than two goals in the league, I think, twice or three times, I think, the whole season. So it wasn't a gimme by any games, and we talked about that in the last pod. But I thought we started the game fantastic. We took the game to them. Gomez was the right start, uh, right choice sorry for me, and we all discussed that again um, on the pod. But then, obviously, same old frailties came to the fore in the second half. Um,
1: but overall, a really frustrating performance for me. There were three bad goals, though, weren't there? E- each individual goal, I know we're going to talk about the three goals separately in a moment, but there were three really poor goals for any side to concede, I think. And we didn't seem to learn from the first two. Um, I know there's been a lot of focus, particularly from Marco Silva and some other Evertonians, about the offside and you know those up to five players in um, an offside position. But I sort of feel like that point's redundant. Really, we should never have been in that position in the first place. True.
2: I mean, it was a shocking decision still, but yeah, you are right. I mean, who's to say that they wouldn't have gone on and got another? They were piling on the pressure for the winner at that point, anyway, weren't they?
0: Well, let, let, let's just go back. Let's go back to the start of the game and when the team was announced, because this is it. This is it. A major point for me and something we put out a tweet out on, I think it was Sunday, about this when the team came out and I think we all played the same team didn't we last last week on, on the uh, Yeah we did. Even B got that right. He did yeah. I didn't didn't change his mind or so unless you <laughs> want to rewind this piece and then just check what you said last week again. But no, we looked we all said, bring Gomez back in, bring a Charleston in mm-hmm. for for costs, and that was exactly the same side as he put out. So pre game everyone said fantastic, he, he showed he's adaptable. He's sure he's flexible. He's, we want to take the game to a, a poorer side in Newcastle. At our time, the the man was an absolute magician. Marco Silva wasn't he? People were loving them. Great changes. We're playing fantastic football, like you said, Lee. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the second half comes about, and obviously we know what happened. Conceding the three goals, lose the game. And po- post match, everyone then starts to slate Silva. Where was Snider? Why wasn't he in, in the uh, in the start eleven? Mm-hmm. Now let's just bear in mind. Let's just rewind it. Pre-game we were all delighted and said, "Yeah, it's, it's it's street management. We're showing we've got a squad. We're, we're chopping shopping and changing depends on the um, on the opposition." But that's what does matter, you know. You can't win though, You can't. But we can't. You no. can't
2: win. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If you do, people are saying you should have brought on an attacker for a Charleston instead he brought on Mina, but. The argument is there. For me, it's a logical sub because we're getting bombarded. Rafa's obviously said, look, let's get in there. Long balls, win the second balls, get round Rondon. And if you look at the goals, that's where some of them have come from. And I, th- I think for me, it's a logical sub. It's only proved, mm-hmm. I suppose, illogical in hindsight because obviously we went on and lost. But I think you can't really really criticise him overly for that because you know, he's
1: arguably our best header of the ball. I, th- I think Mina. You, you both raise a really good, valid point about the um, sort of fickleness of the fan base at times Um, and that it it was two different halves of football everybody praising him in the first half and then turning on him after the final result but I think it does raise the question then why are we so poor defensively if Marco Silva is the manager and yet he made the logical call maybe going to a back three trying to show up the defence but we conceded three goals with a 2-0 lead and I think it's worth thinking about why some of those are
2: individual errors though for me Pickford for the second, yeah, we'll come on to Pitford in a second. But that, that, that save for the for, for the second goal, I mean that's Sunday League that I mean parrying it out like that. Kenny at fault, arguably for the first goal. I know Kenny was drafted in last minute, but he, you know he, he should be
1: good enough now to be able to not switch off there um, um, for the goal. I there. I think that's incredibly kind of you. Leo. I do. I mean, take the Derby for example. That big individual error Yeah, great, good performance for the better team. Big individual error, the Anfield Derby. I'm talking about when we yeah. lost one 0 But the Newcastle game, we threw the game, conceded three goals, and it wasn't just individual errors from one player. Three or four players made huge mistakes that cost us th- the game. I think
0: once I think once that first goal went in, even even the two 0 I thought to myself, I'm not comfortable here because if they score the next goal, we'll, we'll fold. And if we come away with a two all. That'll be a positive, and we shouldn't be thinking like that. But we know we, we've built up we had built up confidence over the, the two previous games, a good performance away at a, at a really poor Cardiff side, and a, a real good performance at Goodison Park against Liverpool. You know, one of the best attacking sides in the league looked defensively pretty sound that day, I'd say, and then a good first half against Newcastle. But it's the confidence and the the fragility of the confidence is the concern once we can see the goal and it's been the same not just this season pre-Silver pre-Marco Silva once we can see the goal bang we, we follow like so it are you,
1: are you two saying that it's, it's a psychological issue then with the defence
0: it's confidence not tactics. I think it's a psychological issue throughout the whole team yeah. to, to be honest and we'll, we'll go on into more detail a little bit later about the defence as a whole and what the major concern is but in that game it's another prime example of how we have a, have this confidence but it's so so fragile and once we can see the goal, well, we all know what's going to happen. I knew what was going to happen. I knew when they scored the first goal, that game was gone. Uh,
2: it's our season It's all season in a microcosm right there, though, isn't it? Where we've played some great stuff. We've gone two nil away from home. A, a tough place to go. A team that's normally pretty good, pretty solid at the back. And you are right. They do say the old cliche, two nil's the worst lead in football. You get one, particularly when you're away from home, the crowd is suddenly up for it. But I think... You are right. There is an element of inevitability there. As soon as they score, I think one of the most pivotal moments in the game for me is at two nil. When I know Pickford saved a pen as well with that crazy. That was his fault. Yeah, because he across the that, that, yeah. that was a circus. But But, then sadly, but, but, uh, but also, the, the most pivotal moment for me was the pen on Guilfi just before half time. You know, he's clipped over the guy. Yes, the, he's not clattered him, but he's definitely tripped him. That's a penalty for me. And if that's if that's three nil there before half time, it's game over. Coming back from 3
1: 0 is a lot different from coming back from 2 0 psychologically. I mean, what, where does that come from? That 2, two nils is the most dangerous leading in football? I mean, there's that stat that's widely been thrown around um, Twitter that we've seen a few times since that final result. Everton have only lost uh, a game from leading 2 0 twice.
0: Was that, was, that a, was that a Paul Jewel? um comment,
1: that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one I don't believe that was a Paul Jewell well, We did against
2: Bournemouth earlier in the season. We didn't lose the game,
1: we were 2 nil up in that one. No, but, we, we, we've only yeah, lost the game yeah, we once cool. before the Newcastle game yeah. after being 2-0 up. And I think, especially in the Premier League, you have a 2-0 lead, you don't lose the game. No, but that's this is where we're getting into the silver silver
2: side of things here. Yes, in hindsight, maybe Schneidlin was probably the better sub because he has been playing well and he would have marshalled you know, in front of the back four there. But the thing is, I think the reason he strayed away from that is because Gomez was having such a good game and didn't want to take Gomez off. So you've gone right. What we'll do? We'll bring in you know a guy who's very good in the air. Maybe win that first header ahead of Rondon, so they're not getting the set, the second balls. And then you can see why he's trying to do it. But I think there's something in this side because, as Mike just rightly said, it happened before under the previous management. You know, it's not just Silver. This it happened in the pre- even Silver's first few games. We've thrown the, thrown the game against Bournemouth when we came under came under pressure when we were two nil up and cruising. With Wolves, against Wolves of 10 men, again we were repping that and we allowed them back in the game. So I think there's something, whether it's the leadership thing again, whether it's a lack of someone to say, look lads, we need to dig in here, see this pressure off and we'll win this. And I think
1: we need someone there uh, to do that. I think I, I disagree slightly with the two of you in that I think, yeah, there's clearly a psychological component. Of course there is, but I think it's largely tactical. I think it's because against most sides that Everton play against, Marco Silva sets out to win the game and play a certain style of football. And I think we look at the three goals that we concede, I don't know, maybe we should pick through them now. Every goal, I think, is a big defensive mistake. You look at the first goal um, Rondon um, and Perez yeah. exchange about three
0: passes between one another. And there's five defenders oh, And he strolls across the box, by the way, with the ball. Inside but this is where the thing with, with Kenny comes in. maybe we are being a, a bit unfair on Kenny But for me, he's ball watching mm-hmm. If it has gone back post there That's mm-hmm. Kenny's man Keane's going to shuffle over I'm not saying by the way The defence is totally blameless as, as mm-hmm. a, a unit mm-hmm. But Kenny has gone Moved, taken a step forward Watched the ball Then as it's gone over his head He's asked, I've gone off the drop Now as he's dropped, yeah, the ball's clipped and it's gone in For me, that still should have been saved in my opinion, it wasn't hit particularly hard, it should have been saved, the second goal, he, he got got a shot away, which we can argue, Mina shouldn't let him get a shot away, yeah,
2: Jags throws himself in front of that,
0: he, but yeah, yeah. Pickford, if you're going to fumble it, fumble it out to the side, no, you don't fumble no, in front, no. yeah, but then again, even when he's he put the rebound in, that should have been saved for me, it, did look, it looked like a punch though, didn't yeah. it, or a palm was, out, the was was no, guy struck
2: yeah. it well, but you are right, a top keeper pushes that out wide, doesn't he, he should have,
0: yeah. You know, and we're we all fans of Jordan Pickford, but for me, he's made a mistake there again. You know, so take it. So the day as a whole for him was an absolute nightmare. Penalty is false; should have been sent off. Well, arguably, lucky. We, we had lucky. two defenders dropping in, so I can see why he wasn't. Set yeah, but off. lucky still. Yeah. yeah. Second goal obviously did what he did, and to be honest, we did the third goal. wasn't It was it wasn't his fault that one, but again, we, we can tell about offside. like you said before, but it is, it's it's a redundant point, really. Because, to take that out of the equation, how many players did we have there? I know. You know, that oh.
1: ball, yeah, no, number one we should have never been a 2-2. And number two, the ball should have been won. It was yeah. another second ball, yeah. wasn't it, into the box? Well, that's what, I mean,
0: that, that's
2: what I was telling you about. The teams now know they can get at us, not through necessarily playing through us and playing decent footy. They can get at, they can get at us by just literally, like, like Watford have done, almost semi bully us by playing long balls up to a big man, win that first header and then get around it. And we've conceded loads of goals like that. Now, silver. that's why I think silver there has tried to address that by going, right, Okay, look, it's now 2-1, I'm bringing on, I'm going to change the shape, I'm going to bring on another guy in there to try and stop us losing those aerial battles. So you can see the logic, as I said, behind it. So I know you're saying, yeah, it's a tactical thing, and maybe I'm trying to be too defensive of the manager possibly as well, but I just think, for me, it is quite a logical sub. A see- a good t- Van Dyke Van Dyke there, Marshall's at the front, and Liverpool
1: see that game out probably two one and I am mm. not disputing for a minute that it's not a logical sub. What I'm disputing is the, the sub that he's made and the defence as a whole don't seem to have a system to to work together to defend. But the substitution for me
0: though, like yeah, I, see, I get what you're saying it's logical to put a big man in there uh, in in the arena. For me, he hasn't played for how long? He hasn't particularly taken the pits of the Premier League particularly well. So he's not not, not particularly fit. He wasn't 100% fit for the um, the Liverpool game either. Um, so he brings him on. We play three at the back, which we, we haven't played for how long? Because we can't play it. If you're going to play three centre-halves, you've got to be well-drilled. You've got to play consistently. And you've got to have a certain level of player. We don't play consistently. We haven't got a certain level of center half. I'm not well drilled as we've proven this season so it doesn't work so for me the only you know I'm a big Marco Silva fan and I want to give the man time and so on but for me the, the, the change there was Morgan Snyder dropping in front of, in front of the year the two centre-halves if you're going to take the off take him off you can move around players further forward to address that put Sigerson right if you want to, to keep, if you keep him Gomez on as well but for me Mina are gonna change and because yeah. He just, for me, does at the moment. He just can't trust the man to be Well, look, it's his
2: first look. It's his, he's not had a full season. He's been. He's been injury prone. Look, we don't know. I don't think you can fully assess this lad until next season if he still if he still plays. I mean, the game when he came on against Chelsea when Zuma was suspended last time. I know we're playing Chelsea this weekend and it was nil nil. He played well. I thought he did. He had a half decent game there. So he's, he's He showed signs there. I know Barca have got rid of him, but Barca don't just sign anyone. So there's obviously some form of talent in there. He had a half decent World Cup. Okay, that's not really a great barometer to judge someone, but I think they may maybe being a bit harsh. It's his first league. And, I mean, Silver's points this week in the press conference are quite interesting about him. And they say, I'm keeping an eye on him training, he needs to be more consistent. He needs to get very much used to this league, uh, which is a, something he's never ever played in before, this style of league. So in, almost in his defence a little bit as well. So I think there does need to, that's hinting to me that he's probably going to start Jags by the way on mm-hmm. on the weekend. So he's injured. Is he definitely Jack injured? It's been confirmed def- def-
0: confirmed today. So Jacky is definitely. Oh, out. oh, that's a shame then. So but I So Zuma's obviously out. can't play. So it, it will it be means, women Yeah, women. I mean, I put it to myself before about is it worth while giving Morgan Feeney a go? That's how much I don't. I mean, yeah, no offence, by the way to Morgan Feeney. Yeah. Morgan Feeney's not an and coming young lad, but I just don't trust the game Me to be to be paid. We capped the clean him. sheet at Stanford Bridge with He did, but since then a lot has changed. You know, our form has massively dropped. He hasn't been in the side. a great deal when he yeah, has, yeah. he's faster to deceive. So for me, that was the it. Want have throw something towards the manager? That change was the one, the one thing which I'm happy with. But I think it, I think it probably leads us nicely into looking at the, the defense. Well, just as as before old. we
2: finish up, just to finish that point quickly, there, I know we ended up losing the game and it's killed a little bit of momentum, which is a shame for me because. We'd love, to, even if they got a point now, we still haven't lost the game. But to to try and be on the positive side there, I do think I thought Bernard had a really good game. I thought Bernard played well. It was it, Dean, yeah, yeah. Together. The the, the, the linker play was fantastic. You know that was, little was, reverse was ball. Man the match. Bernard was on yeah. the
0: match, and we put a vote out, and people agreed Bernard. Yeah, that little match.
2: reverse ball there into Dean. For the, I mean, that's 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 esque isn't it? But I thought I thought there were positives in the first half, and I saw... For me, that's the first time I've seen the old Everton really go at a team. I said the old Everton, but the Everton before we obviously went on that bad run where we were, you know, looked looked really threatening attacking-wise. It's just such a shame that we've thrown it away there in the second half. But that shows how fragile we are. But yeah, sorry mate, I was just wanted to get that. In no, the
0: and, and and it's great, but it does lead us nicely into our defence as a whole because we we people this week to give us a, an idea what you thought our issues defensively were. What's what's the main the main reason for it? And people, the, the, the bulk of the votes to led towards no leaders on the pitch. Now, this is a massive bugbear of mine. I'm not having a leader now in the modern game. The captain's armband is a bit of a token. The captain's armband 10 years ago meant something, didn't it? How many captains have we have this season? Baines, Jack Yelke, yeah, okay.
1: Tom, Tom Davis, Tom Davis yeah.
0: Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson, Coleman, Seamus Coleman. There's five right now. That's all well and good. I'll be like to give Tom Davis a captain's arm, but he's twenty years of age. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. You have got to if you're going to be a captain, you have got to be a natural leader. For me, we haven't got any natural leaders in our side. If you're a senior player, Sigurdsson, Walcott, Coleman, doesn't make you a leader. Doesn't make you a captain because you're because you play more games than, than say a Tom Davis or a John Joe Kenny. You're for me, you're born a leader, or you're not born a leader. It's that simple. Now, at the weekend, if we had any leaders on that pitch, in the dressing room or what have you, all the nonsense with Jordan Pickford doesn't happen. Jordan Pickford got carried away with the fact that he's back in the North East, he was getting grief off the Newcastle fans, and he got so engrossed in all that, he forgot he was our goalkeeper, he forgot he was a footballer, he was pulling tongues and doing, listen, forget all that, if we have got a Tim Cale in the dressing room there, or Phil Neville, or going back even further, a Dave Watson, they get over of him at our time and say, listen, pack all that in. Do what that when we've won the game 3-4-0. Stop letting these 50,000 people affect your game. He's a professional goalkeeper on whatever he's on per week. He should not be getting engrossed in that. I don't care who he's playing. But a leader stops that for me.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think there's lots of times this season but we, again, we've not been nasty enough. Not that I'm saying we want to be like uh, the Chelsea's and um, you know the Man United and the Liverpool surrounding the referee, getting in the referee's face, um, trying to influence the game. But I do think there's a case for, yeah, standing up for yourself.
2: Yeah, you do need to get a little bit snide sometimes. Though I think you definitely do. I mean, it's part of the game, isn't it? And a captain does that. But we don't. Do, do. we, we don't have to. No, I, no, we don't. And uh, you've me- we've mentioned the full-level point on that before. I, I, I do agree with you there. I think Pitford's. It's become a bit of a circus there. A keeper really there should should be for me. You know, it's, the, the defenders thinking like, if this goes beyond, us he's got it, isn't he? It's that confidence of the. If, if there's a circus going on behind you, which it was, God knows what the defenders were thinking. You know that one where Rondon flicked it over him and it just went wide. He's there like gurning at the fans. I and it, exactly. we're, too, we're too nice, exactly. What too you, nice. Yeah, but what are you doing there? Yeah, you know, that could have easily gone in. You yeah. completely balls. I don't you've come out and he had a, really should have scored. And this, is, this so, is
0: not just us sitting here having a pop of Jordan Pickford and saying our oh, defensive problems are down to Jordan Pickford because. Some some games it looks absolutely fine, makes decent saves, and you know that, that that's all well and good. What we're saying here is that if we had a captain, leaders all, all over the pitch, that kind of nonsense which we've seen we've seen before, and you know it doesn't happen. I said he was off off air. You know I think with Pickford, he had a great season at Sunderland when they went down. He, he was a shining light in such a poor side, wasn't he? Yeah. He Got a big money move for Everton. He had a great fair season with us last season. Won two the Year awards. Mm-hmm. He goes the World Cup. He returns a national hero, and he's thinking, "I cracked it, absolutely cracked it." I'm yeah. 24. Yeah. Wherever he was at the time, I'm in under pound a week. I'm at a, a top Premier League club. I'm the number one goalkeeper for my country. I saved the penalty in the World Cup um, quarter final. Mm. You know, absolutely fantastic and he's become complacent and he's, he's a bit of guilty of overconfidence in a way isn't yeah, it yeah. I think there's probably a bit of that um that first
1: season his passing was unbelievable yeah. wasn't it his passing range and accuracy he kicks more balls out I mean now mm. it's night and day isn't it yeah, that yeah. first season you know all
0: those half bodies he was playing yeah, for, and he was picking out yeah, yeah. picking out a sense of football. I
1: couldn't believe how good he was yeah. I, again mm. I go to the game every week mm. I could not believe the difference mm. in our goalkeeping no disrespect to Robles but he was unreal. Yeah, look, I think there's still a keeper there. I think if you're going to dissect him, he's not the finished
2: article by any means, but I think he's a fantastic shot stopper, and arguably the week before he saves in the derby with a great one-on-one save there. That looks easy, but only looks easy because his positioning is so good. His kicking, yet yeah, has not been as good this year, but I still think he is very comfortable with the ball at his feet, off both both feet, really. For me, he doesn't command his box enough. I think, you know, if you look at the best some of the better keepers we've had in recent times, probably Nigel Martin comes to mind, I suppose, people like that, you know, you always knew if that's coming anywhere in there around the six yard box, in that he's coming and grabbing it and he's screaming for it. I think he doesn't do that enough. I think that concerns the defense as well, and that goes back to why we sometimes concede from set pieces more than we should. So, there are bits you can definitely improve because yeah, most keepers tend to hit their peak, do they? About sort of late 20s, anyway, yeah. don't they? Unless they're a, you know a David De Gea type or you know, un- unbelievable yeah, but when
0: you talent. Yeah, he did struggle, yeah, yeah.
2: But there are some wonder keepers yeah. out there like Kepa and people who are obviously very good talents. But I do think, yeah, we don't. for me, I don't want us to, we've got the game at Chelsea at the weekend, the last thing I want, and he did get quite a lot of abuse when I was at the game after after the Merseyside derby as well from some fans, some of them were turning on him then, I just don't want us to turn on him, and then all of a sudden it's kind of like one of those now where it's kind of like, it turns into a massive crisis, when really it's not a massive crisis, it's obviously a blip and fall, but... I just don't want us to turn on him because we have a habit sometimes as a fan base to turn on our own players. Not all the players, obviously, cause we have our favourites, but that's the last thing you want, isn't it? You know, because the, the poor lad needs support. He's the right you kind mean, of arm
1: around his shoulder, doesn't he? Like, yeah, exactly, machine. exactly. Yeah, someone to get hold of him, but not destroy his confidence. Yeah, correct.
0: I don't, I don't know. You know, I, I I disagree a little bit. I'm not saying destroy his confidence. I think he's quite quite a, a cocky individual. <laughs> not 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 in a nasty way, mm. but I think he's full of confidence. I think yeah, but there's a fine line between confidence and
2: arrogance as well, isn't it? Generally? Yeah, I don't,
0: think he, I don't think he's arrogant, but I think he probably thinks, after what's gone on in such a short space of time in the last, say, two and a half years, he probably thinks he's better than he actually is, and that's never a good thing, and that's where complacency comes in, and as I say, it's not about picking on Jordan Pickford. I love Jordan Pickford. There's, there's a big goalkeeper, and he showed us that time and again. He just needs to get back to what he was doing last year. Oh. Just get back to what he did last season. You know, Get back to that kind of form. Distribution especially has been really poor this season. But all in all, whether it's Jordan Pickford, whether it's how we set up uh, defensively normally, how we set up zonally from set pieces, if we have leaders within that side, it organises things a hell of a lot better. And that's what we don't have. So that's when when people are saying to us, we think it is down to leadership. I totally 100% agree with that. And that's why I think in the summer. That's what has to be assessed. You have to bring in someone who's currently a club captain for me and go right. You're coming to us. Here's a captain's armband. That's mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. part of the
1: puzzle. Leadership, definitely. But yeah. I've updated the uh, the scoring stats. Go on, please. I, I love a stat. love a stat. I love a stat. Uh, so Marco Silva at Hull. Yeah, 36 goals conceded in 18. That's the same as last time.
0: I think. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Silver at Watford, 44 and 24. Silver at Everton. Forty-two and thirty, so that's one hundred and twenty-two goals and seventy-two games, one point seven goals a game. And his record at Everton is one point four. you know the, yeah. the stats at Hull skew it a bit. So yeah, yeah but, you know relative to the the total, yeah, yeah, a bit of an improvement at Everton, but far too high for a club like Everton. It is, it's far it's too high for any still club that's looking let, at being in the top season, we?
2: I, th- I think. Except yeah' not which though yeah no no, no no don't get me wrong it's not been a fantastic season by any means no it's not but um uh, and we've discussed that that side of it before. I, I do think there's definitely areas we massively need to improve we We have improved in certain areas and maybe not you know regressed in others. If you look at that Newcastle game last year, we won that game, we nicked that one 0 with Rooney you know it was very much nothing like the, this sort of oh, performance. it was terrible yeah you know, well, we took the game to them you know it, it was nothing like that, was it you know mm. at, at St James's Park there really it was it was a literally you know, defensive solidity and nick nick the goal and then kept them out really. Whereas this one, I'd much rather. And I know we lost the game, which sounds hypocritical, but I'd much rather just play that type of footy, but then make sure we don't throw it away. Obviously, second half, I'd rather just play that more front foot football under silver and then hopefully we can address the defensive thing maybe next season. We but,
0: all know we've all said he needs windows to, to get the right personnel in. We need um, a new right back more than likely. We need a lot.
2: Arguably, a new centre back, if not. Potentially too, dare I yeah. say it? But we definitely need a new right back. For me, Pickford, you know, outside the top six, he's probably the best goalkeeper I think. Still outside the top six teams, um, and we have got. Let, let's remember as well. We have we, we managed to the real coup. We have got the, the the old Benfica um, uh, goalkeeper coach, who's now working with him, and he, he spent years working with Edison at Benfica, has now gone on to City and become one of the best in the world, has not he? So we have got a fantastic coach there. So. In Sam can do one with his comments about if that my keeper coach was there. I, I, yeah, I, I thought mean, we were going
0: to get through a whole podcast then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mentioning Sam Allen. Yeah. Just...
2: yeah, exactly. yeah But no, but you know what I mean? So he came out, didn't he? Always, as always, when we were on the back of a loss, saying, you know, my keeper coach, there's no way he'd be doing that. Well, you're never at Finch Farm, mate. So you just, you know, go and spend your winnings. But basically, what I'm saying is, let's not jump on the lad. Yes, it was a nightmare to throw the game away. He was partly responsible for that. But also the week before he saved us. So. I think, swings and roundabouts, we do, but we are right. I think, in summary there, we definitely need to sign a strong, strong character slash leader next next season. You know, Phil Neville came in and instantly pretty much became captain. I mean, he got rinsed, didn't he, for being a teacher's pet and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, he was a fantastic leader, wasn't he?
0: You got, got rinsed more for his highlights than <laughs> than <being laughs> And his teachers. stepovers. But, but again, though, I'll,
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll re-raise the point. Do neither of you two lads think that there is an issue with Marco Silva teams and defending...
0: We, we said that we, when we just got brought up a, a couple of weeks ago about the stats side of things. I think with Hull he was working with really poor players. With Watford he was working with slightly better players than the Hull. With us he's working with better players again. Obviously the, the figures are showing that, but we need to improve personnel. I think he plays a certain brand of football, and we've got to we've got to trust him to put a stamp on that team. As like Lee said, stick with that with, with the style that he's playing because. If he's chopping and changing all the time, it doesn't it doesn't work. He's saying it. Put something in place there. It's quite clear how he wants to play. I don't think we have well, to not it's square pegs round holes, isn't yeah, it? it? We've got, got some that players that can play that type of football, yeah, and, and others can. who aren't. And, yeah.
2: and that's the job of him and Brands in the summer to address those positions that need changing, and then make that assessment. You know, and I think that's you are right. Yeah, maybe he is maybe too front footed sometimes, but he's made a defensive sub in the second half. Yeah. Okay, it's not come off, but. You know, if you were going to really criticize him, you might have brought on another attacker for a and try to make it. You know,
1: he has brought on another one. defender, but again, is it about the system? Is it about how we defend as a team? And uh, you know, I said in, in the last podcast, I think against the top six teams, Marco Silva sets Everton up to defend as a unit, and against teams outside the top six, I don't think he does that. I think we we play very very differently, and what that means is we're likely to capitulate if we can see the goal. Because then teams smell blood, they go on the attack, and I don't think that we've got a defensive system that allows us to survive for Well, and look, Schneid, it.
2: Schneid in prime example. Like, Yes, he should have played against Liverpool, but he brought him in against Cardiff, a lesser team. And we looked, you're right, so, to, to, to clarify your point, yeah, we looked more solid. Didn't? I mean, Cardiff didn't carry much of a threat anyway, but that's partially because he's marshalling in front of the back four there. That's
0: personality. Yeah. If, what, what we're saying is there, for me, the two centre guys aren't good enough. Right, so without protection, without protection, so no, without protection. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That, yeah. So that, that that though is not particularly a system. That's personnel. Yeah. Because if you play, but it's still a tactical call. Yeah, but they so still
2: need Schneiderlin in there, don't they? But and he's decided, and we said this before the game, if we want to be more offensive and take the game to an arguably weaker opponent, Gomez should start ahead of Schneiderlin, which we did, and we, and it looked like vindicated by half time Look, this is this is a, the, the right sub to make. Now, in hindsight, yes, it's easy to say from the armchair. Look. We should have brought Schneiden in and then short it back up again. And it's easy to say that in hindsight, sure. isn't it? Maybe in other games now he'll learn from that and go, right, okay, if we do go into the lead and we we do think we're gonna get bombarded second half, let's just let's bring Schneiden on this time. It'll well
0: be... well let's go in then to the Chelsea game then. What what are we what are we gonna do? Because obviously with Newcastle we said we took Schneiden and Walcott out. Mm-hmm. We brought Gomez back in and the Charleston. Mm-hmm. We know we've got sick, we've got no kids at the back. So, Michael Key will definitely start. With it looks like Yaya yeah, Mane. Yeah. So, what do we do in terms of how we settle Do we go back to what we did against Cardiff and Liverpool for a and come back in? If he does come back in, who does he come back in for? I think he will. I think he'll come in for Gomez again. Because if you look at the way Wolves played
2: against Chelsea the other day, and they nearly nicked it until a, you know, won the goal from Hazard. That's that's the way. Like like almost we did at Stamford Bridge. I think that's the way. With the current players we have, the only way we can beat Chelsea. If we try and go toe-to-toe with them, so to speak, I think we just get picked off by the better, by the better players. So I think Schneiden starts. Gomez, unfortunate maybe not to start because he did play very well in, in the previous game, certainly first half. So that start with that and then maybe then second half, if it's still nil-nil, a bit like we did against Liverpool, like Pete said, against the top six sides, maybe then bring on a few subs and try and see if we can nick it. You know, we need a win against uh, one of these bigger clubs. You know, people are throwing all kinds of things. We've only beaten bottom ten teams, that sort of thing. Uh, we've played well against some of these teams. We just haven't had that killer touch always to finish them, um, and we've created enough. You know, the odd the, odd, the odd chance. So for me, I think Schneiden will. I don't want you guys think I think Schneiden will will start in, in the game ahead of ahead of Gomez.
0: I mean, look at how Chelsea sets up Chelsea. Chelsea um they've they, come they, off a cracking
2: win as well haven't they yeah, away they, from home they, they, have,
0: they have but you know we're, we're talking we're talking against uh, a poor side I think in Europe he made quite a few changes um, obviously Jürgen got it by the hatches but he won't start at the weekend Higuain's going to come back in the front isn't he <laughs> he won't start at the weekend simply, I think he scored one goal Premier League so this was against Tottenham so he's not going to come back in against us Higuain mm-hmm. he'll start in the last game against Wolves it was Hazard and Pedro mm-hmm. they had an, as, as a front three so it's full of threats isn't it it's, 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 it's full of of goals, not not especially. Obviously, Hazard's cricket I don't H- Hickway, he's not particularly quick. No, but he's and, looked sharp, hasn't he? he His has, movements look sharp, he has, but he's still about fast over overweight, isn't he? No, but he's,
2: I think he's a finisher, though. I think he's no, more of a threat than uh, Morata was He's, he's got. A, say
0: he's yeah. not a threat, but I'm saying, I'm saying, what we struggle with, I think this season's been that bit of pace, hasn't it? So, mm. especially with our centre halves, we've struggled with pace. Higuain's not particularly quick. Pedro's got good feet, but he's not particularly quick. I think where we can get at Chelsea for me it's the midfield it's that midfield battle can't say he's not playing where he was playing last season mm-hmm. so I think how do you still play could play his stature show this season he's ahead of him in terms of tackles yeah, he's, play, is he's, he's playing right he's playing right isn't he yeah. Off in, in the midfield because the, yeah. the dropping in is it Georgino who plays in the hole doesn't he? But, just, but, just
2: quickly while you're on that sorry to interject Pete. I just think when we played Chelsea, what game was it? Was it like the first six games of the season? It something? was early, wasn't yeah. So it? Was yeah. this is a bit of tactical now from Silver here. I think he was one of the first because Chelsea were flying initially under Sari, mm. and he was the first person that I think basically put someone on, Jorginho and stopped it's him controlling the, the, the game. Match, mate. Where, yeah. was it? Yeah. So and, and and a lot of teams have done that since, mm. and stopped. If you stop Jorginho being the quarterback type player that he is, then you pretty much stop Chelsea. Sammy's not really changed the system. No, he hasn't. No, and that's why a lot of their fans, their fans are really critical of him. Or of him, are. it's because of that. You know, Kante should arguably be playing there, but he's they paid a lot of money for Jorginho, He's obviously a good player. But teams are working, have worked them out on that basis. I think that's why a lot of teams have had success. But Silva, I think, was one of the first that did that. I think it was Siggy that basically was on him, wasn't it? He was told when we have, when we're out, out when we're not in possession, make sure you're on him. Was
0: it and that tackle, wasn't it, with Jorginho, when he went right through Sigas and didn't hit on his ankle. They've yeah, well he was getting frustrated, was not he? He was, he was yeah, getting
2: frustrated. Yeah. And I think and that, season's good at that, as they said that before his yeah, His work rate is fantastic, yeah. 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 Um, but no, going back to that I think um, it won't be an easy game. I think Chelsea they've not been in the greatest form, they've come off a good win in Europe. They they played you know, they had a fantastic uh, game in the final, didn't they? That almost turned it around a little bit. They should have probably won that game against City really, but unlucky there. Um, but I think it won't. Obviously it won't be an easy game. they have got some cracking players. Hazard's world class. Um, but I just think if we can keep it tight, like the Liverpool game, um, and then potentially the second half, have a bit of a go. I'm hoping the crowd will turn up again like it did in, in, in the in the derby. Well
0: one thing that helped that will be if a certain he starts the game. You know, if he starts um, that game, it it'll be, be fever pitch. White White yeah. so you I, don't will, I, don't I don't think he will though. I don't think he will. He started. Did he start in Europe midweek for them? But I don't. I do think he starts the game. I don't think mentally. I mean, there is some kind of interview from some kind of local London paper to the other day with and you ask them if you if you score with oh, your and you sort of them. You know, I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for me, he won't start the game. I don't even think he will get, get brought on. I want I to see th- more front for the Gladys Street. I don't think mentally he can deal with it. To <laughs> be, I, I always thought. I mean, I was always, always a big fan of Ross Barkley, and I always thought. Well, way, we were all we all were, yeah, weren't we? He was a
2: technician. He was a very talented yeah, footballer. But we
0: all. He, he's now talking a player's who need an arm, round the shoulder. He was the prime example. Martinez gave it to him. Cumin didn't. That mm. was that was the difference between the two. And you remember the footage when we uh, it was at the semi final yeah. yeah. when he was thought he was getting booed and things like that. But. I don't think he'll play any parts in the game, to be honest with you. I don't think mentally he can deal with it. I think that the, the crowd will get to him. I think he'll lose that a little bit, um, which would be great for us. Mm. But I don't think that Sarri puts him that kind of position to be, that, that's, that's my opinion. No, I
2: mean, look, what happened, it was, it was a sad divorce in the end, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It, was, it became very bitter, and, and rightly so in some ways. Everyone was annoyed the way he handled it, or the way his agent basically handled it, I think, overall. But um, yeah, I do think you're right. I don't think he will start... Um, He's not really been able to force his way into that team has he? Mm-hmm. Um You're not interesting... to the chance did he? So yeah, he's he showed signs and yeah. he's played in Europe and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, interesting side point on Chelsea there. Um an interesting one for me who's not also not started a lot of games, is lost his cheek, right? We've been linked with him in the past. What's your thoughts on that? I'd, I'd have him at Everton. I think, I think he's, he's a great cool. player. Yeah. What, as a, as a holding one, in like a Schneidlin position there? I know he likes to play, does he more, play more of an eight, like a Gomez type he's position? He's more box to box, he likes to carry the ball, doesn't he? And he has got a, he's shot. a goal threat. I
0: think, I think it's someone that you look at, and that we, we brought up Gomez um, on Twitter. You know, yeah, he's done Gomez. an interview, hasn't he? Yeah, and, and I, think, I think Gomez, was, you know, bear in mind, he had little and no low pre-season, he came to Everton, injured, he'd suffered mental health issues at Barcelona, it was all well publicised. Um, so he just burnt out He's made a great start so he got to the side and burnt out didn't he over, over yeah. Christmas and what have you I think there's a, there's a really good player there and i am also signed sign Andre Gomez if we can't or don't sign Gomez scene I think is, is a perfect perfect, perfect age as well he's a big he's, lad as well he's an athlete he's a unit yeah because yeah. he's, he's box to box You think he goes he goes really well in, into our side he did um, well at Palace didn't he he did very well at Palace he's, he's such a good player how much
2: would you say though to, yeah you're looking at what, 40 you know, mil? Young
0: English player. English, yeah. you know, he's always inflated, you know, young English players. Would you have
2: him over Gomez? No. No? Mike's
0: No? No, I don't think so. No. I, I, I think Gomez I, has the
2: ability to dictate a midfield more. I yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And I, and I do like Loftus Cheek, but if we have to sue with him, then then great. But that's one Maybe them you them could around. play a
2: bit further up in Sigurdsson's position then. Maybe Where or give Sigurdsson competition.
0: Possibly, yep. possibly. But I mean, is he a ten though? Like, I don't think he's a ten. Though, Pete. <laughs> 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 you Can't have Loftus Cheek as a ten.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, he has played ten for <laughs> England. Yes, I've yes. Done, he's, he's he's come on, Southgate's had him as a you ten. You'll have Loftus Cheek as a ten, but yes. not guilty Sigurdsson. But
0: do. No, he's a goal threat. Look,
2: all I'm saying is that he'd be a very good signing, and we do need two quality players for each position.
0: But they, I think their bench, though, are, on the whole, I think I think I I like what Chelsea have got on their bench. You look it against Wolves last week, they had the likes of Giroud obviously he's come off a hat William. Willian, right, right, I really like Willian. I think Willian's
2: a
1: fantastic player. Hudson the Doy, yeah,
0: Loftus Cheek. They're all they're all
1: real real threats, aren't they? He I wasn't on the bench though. Who loves a goal against Everton?
0: Marcus Alonso, he favour, doesn't he? he's always a favorite does isn't he? Dropped, no, yeah, yeah. No. He yeah. we played well in
2: midweek, though. Apparently, we played really well. He's uh, in there.
0: Emerson? Haven't he he's been playing mm. playing left back? Uh, well, let, let's
2: just hope, though. Let, let's just hope. Let's just massively hope that Eden Hazard doesn't break his duck at Goodison. Arguably, could be his last game at Goodison. This, couldn't it? Yeah. You know, before he potentially leaves. Well, well, now you said it, Lee. You know, he's Of course he is. Without. Well, yeah, we all know that. But what what I do think, though, fantastic footballer. Um, he's the one, he's a real danger for me. We've got to try and get all over him. And Gay's played him well in the past, I think. Gay's always shut his face down, got in his face. I think, you know, Gay will be important in that battle there. Because um, he is quite quick, isn't he, Gay, as well on the turn and that, like, which has us, his ability to change direction is, is, is a real threat there. I think we can keep him quiet, get on Jorginho like we did last time.
0: I think we'll have half a chance. We'll have half a chance. Should we go predictions? Yeah, okay after last week I think we all Everton last week and we all failed miserably um, you were bang on the scorers though I'll give I you was that. bang on with the scorers yeah they yeah. yeah, say were, yeah. Um, Calvert-Loon and Charleston so that's probably worth more points in the prediction league for me I'm, I'm running away with the thing here but I'm going to say weekend Chelsea Everton 1-0 goal scorer play them all day don't you like him. Yeah, you, know you mean I get it <laughs> <laughs> should have scored at their place yeah if, yeah should, there, yeah
1: have Pete, I'm going nil nil.
2: A generous nil nil. Generous nil nil. Yeah, who's a scorer? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go. I think again it'll be a tight game. We've always had fairly tight games with them. It was a tight game at Stamford Bridge. I think we'll just. I think both teams will score. I think we'll just nick it two one. We're, we're overdue a win against them. I think, and I think uh, goal scorers. Now I've said Hazard. I think Hazard will score, but I think we'll get two. I think Richarlison will score. Um, I think Bernard will actually score his first Premier League goal. That's missing in his game to me.
0: Is, is his that, yeah, that it is, final, his final, product. final can, pen pen product. We've said
2: it before, full pre season, mm. you know, he, even with the 17 day break, he's look. you can see the difference good done to his fitness. Mm. He looks a lot sharper. I think we've got a special player there. That happens, I went on the pitch naked. <laughs> now, you've all heard this. <laughs> Our
0: pizza's in the paddock. So just be aware what might happen. Cover your kids' eyes. That's well, always um, not a cold day, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> right, before we do go, Lee, do you want to say a bit of a thank you?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah before we finish, um, I want to say thanks to the guys over at the Blue Room. Um, Matt, Matt in particular, I invited us over um, to come and have a chat with them in the tower um, a few days ago. Really interesting, actually. Really good guests on. Uh, we had a good chat about Everton. Uh, fantastic podcast for those who haven't listened to it. at The Blue Room. Um, we'll try and get one of those on our show as well in a couple of weeks. And they've agreed to come on. Uh, it'd be great to have them on our on our show. Oh, on that front, actually, we are going to be hoping to do a few more guests, aren't we, in, in the future over the next few weeks, uh, and certainly over the summer as we go into next season. But I just wanted to say, yeah, just say look, big thanks to them, and we'll probably put a little clip out on um, on our iTunes and SoundCloud uh, of the chat we had with those guys over at the tower.
0: OK, nice one, lads thanks for listening everyone we'll catch you again next week it's a week off for the Blues next week international break again um, so we'll come at you with a bit of a special next week and we'll, we'll go over the, the Chelsea game which hopefully brings a very much needed three points for the Blues Sports Social Podcast Network